Hi everyone, it's Evelyn. Thank you so much for joining me for another great podcast episode. Uh, In this series for Life Over Matter, we talk about everything from uh, getting your finances right, getting your mental uh, health right, how to present to people uh, your ideas and think outside the box, how to take risks, how to accept challenges, how to get back up from failure. Uh, We talk everything from psychological Uh, pressures that we might have to different exercises on how to live a healthy lifestyle, uh, diet tips, uh, cooking tips, everything in the world that can put your life as a priority over any matter that could lie in front of you. So thank you so much for joining me. And today I'm going to be talking about intake mode, uh, which anybody who knows anything about cars, it usually refers to performance. Uh, And it goes for those, you know, those really souped up cars that you see on TV. But uh, in this reference, it's about life and um, different performance styles that you can relate to to uh, be your best self. So I'm going to be talking a bunch of different, uh, you know, just stats, Not, not stats, but different mind frames that people that are inspirational speakers and educators uh, have talked about from all over the world uh, in regards to your performance and how you see yourself. And I'm going to be reflecting a little bit more on the mental agility side of it. I just did an episode of that a couple episodes ago uh, where we were talking about benefiting from adapting to your environment and different tricks and tips on how to do that uh, and, you know, just become part of what you're trying to accomplish and how it's going to get you to where you need to be faster. And in the whole, you know, mood of polishing oneself and being the best self that you can and everybody being on this journey together, uh, hopefully you can find, if not several things in each episode to identify with, to be able to turn around and say, I'm going to try to be better at this, uh, that you can at least benefit from listening and, um, you know, hone in on the skills that you currently have and brush up on them and, you know, become the best that you can be at everything that you can be. I uh, find a lot of time in the content that I go over in this podcast that some of the things I've already done multiple times or I'm trying multiple times and have not succeeded or I could have been better than what I was. I may have succeeded, but I I didn't really hit the standard that I was looking for. And so um, learning about different ways to see it or different ways that I can approach it or different ways that I can... Uh, take it in is of the essence. And I hope that everybody who listens gets that same feel as I do whenever I'm going through those. Um, And, you know, some of the episodes uh, really resonate hard with me. And then some of them, it takes a couple days for them to really uh, sink into what exercises I need to apply to my personal life uh, or professional life uh, to get the outcome that I'm looking for. So Uh, The performance aspect of it all, whether it is personally or professionally, is very important to me. Uh, And I have said it before, I didn't realize it, um, but apparently I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. And, you know, through the course of this podcast and going over it with a couple of my family members and a couple of my friends, uh, has ensued a lot of really great conversation in which 
uh, you know, it has come up on many different occasions that uh, I do like things a certain way, um, but not to the point where, you know, I can't adjust if they're not the way that I need them to be. Uh, because I also approach things with a very open-minded atmosphere. Like I, I, uh, I am able to take things from a couple different angles and make sense out of them. And if I can't make sense of them, I am able to put them in a format in my brain that, um, you know, I can understand things a little bit better, but I like to follow what I'm passionate about. And what I'm passionate about is usually the stuff that I can succeed at a little bit easier. And I think that that works for everybody to a certain extent. Um, and if I'm not, I am always intrigued as to know why I'm not as interested in it as somebody else might not be. Uh, maybe it is just something that I don't learn as quickly as someone else does, like a math person, you know, um, is passionate about math, right? And I'm not. I am not terrible at it, but I just am not passionate about it. And there are people out there that just really think that numbers are fun and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I respect it. But, uh, you know, from a learning standpoint and from being your best self, I, uh, you know, I think about that. And I wonder, you know, what, what could I bring to the table if I liked math? And how could I be better at that? You know, how could I hone in and figure out where in my childhood or in my early adolescence did I lose interest in it and can I rectify that at some point so that I can try to be better at it um, or just accepting the fact that I'm not good at it and being okay with that you know forever or or to my standard of being good at it you know and it that was just an example um and it was the first thing that came to mind, but it can, you know, fall under many different things that all of us do all day long. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I, I have a, a certain standard. Now, there are other things where I don't care how it turns out, you know, like it doesn't fall on my priority list at all. And, um, you know, it's, it's very important that I'm transparent about that. Um, because in the conversations that I had about being a perfectionist, I did, you know, feel the need to highlight and clarify that there are some things that I don't care how they turn out. Um, it is far and few in between. I try to put a hundred percent in everything that I do. Um, but there's just some things that it feels, and I think this is this way for everybody. It's just life where you feel like you're walking an uphill battle at every angle, uh, with certain goals that you have or th certain things that you're trying to achieve. And the key is never to give up on those things, uh, at which most of you that are listening already know that, um, especially if you're, you know, around the middle age point, you really understand that, you know, some battles you don't have a choice over and you have to just keep walking forward uh, as hard as being against the grain may be. Uh, we don't have the answers to everything and we're not all given, you know, the perfect hand. And, you know, I just think that that's the way that the, the cookie crumbles. But in a lot of other situations, you can have that mentality where everything is going to work out for the best. And, you know, you're really going to make sure that you're prepared for this. And you're really not going to have awkward moments of silence. And you're going to put your best foot forward. And, you know, and it's not to stress myself out. And it's not to, um, you know, have a higher expectation than the normal, you know, thinker would have. It is, you know, really just you know, if we're really layering it out, 
I would say that it is, you know, that resonating fear of rejection that I talk about a lot on this podcast episode or on these in these episodes and in this series, because, you know, once you have experienced that a few times, you never forget the way that it feels. And, you know, you kind of just put it in your mental filing cabinet and it, it just goes, you know, as record as you tried this and you failed at it and it felt xyz way right and so when you have these opportunities to try those things again you're you're faced with a crossroad whether you are willing to take that emotional leap again and take that chance of feeling that rejection and that failure and getting back up again or whether you just want to take the safe side of the road and you just want to kind of pretend like that's not happening you can just drive right by it right And so as long as you have the mentality that I am known for having, which I guess is a little bit of a perfectionist, then you are, you know, looking at those crossroads and saying, I never want to feel that way again, but I'm not going to let that fear of rejection hold me back. So I am going to prep and plan and I am going to rework this as many times as I can to get it as straightforward as I possibly can to get it so that there's no doubt, there's no awkward silences, there's no question that this is going to go okay. And I'm going to approach whatever it is with as much confidence as possible because I know that my chances are very slim of failure or falling again because I've learned all of these things along my journey, right? And so in the current state of where my life is at, I make sure that that preparation goes into almost everything that I'm, I'm doing. And the things that I don't know about are the things that are the big questionables, right? And that is the purpose of, you know, the podcast is just to figure out how to be the best selves that we can all be you know, in all of the categories of life, uh, most all categories, there's a couple that I don't touch, but, um, you know, with that being said, you know, how do we accept the rejection? How do we accept the failure at some things? How do we get back up and how do we prepare for the next time? Because there will be a next time. That's something that beyond the shadow of a doubt, I can agree with a hundred percent is that no matter how, you know, hard the fear of failure can be to keep on trying, you know, and I talk about this often too. Uh, Last year, I had set a goal, you know, I'd become as the older that I get, the more afraid of things I become. And I don't know if it's just because I'm watching shows that have, you know, more crime in them, or, you know, if I'm just more knowledgeable and more, um, you know, I'm not desensitized to, certain things anymore because I've put myself in an environment where things are generally pretty safe and you would think that that would have the opposite effect but when you're in an environment that's safe you are extra paranoid that something bad is going to happen and you know I have kind of hold myself in you know we had that uh, surfside thing happen in Miami last year And, you know, just seeing that made me afraid of going to the top of really tall buildings. And, you know, it's not that every single building in the world is going to fall like that, but it was so tragic and it was such a crisis. It was so terrible. Um, And, you know, I was obsessed. I watched that video of that happening a million times because I felt 
for that fa- those families and the people that were in them and how scared they could have been. And I just, I completely resonated too much. Uh, and I let my mind get away from me. And it's, it's not just that kind of stuff. It's, you know, um, being afraid all of a sudden of, you know, riding things that are high when I go to the theme parks. When I used to love roller coasters, I used to love all that. I still love roller coasters, but I used to love heights and the risk and things like that. There was all kinds of things that I used to do when I was younger that I would never do now, not because I'm so mature, but because I grew older and I, and I I became more knowledgeable about what could happen if. And because those ifs are present, I just don't do them. And when it comes time to challenge myself to zip line or to walk across a rope bridge or whatever it is, I don't want to be the person who stops. Well, Anyway, I had an episode on this called Fear with Age, and I did actually a series where there was a couple episodes that had to do with it, and I shared with everybody some of the things that have scared me now that I'm getting older than they did when I was younger. And one of the things that I was like, I'm going to conquer is the height thing, and I went to Tennessee to um, Pigeon Forge uh, and Gatlinburg, and I went to this ski lift in this place called Anakista and it was raining and it was hot and this ski lift was so far up above everything else and and just a long story short and I definitely suggest you go back and you listen to it because I give all of the details uh, of how scared I was and I was crying it was terrible um, but we got so high up that everything looked like it was just miniature below us and there was nothing really holding us in Uh, It was raining, so I was slipping all over the seat. It was a nightmare, and I completely failed at the challenge. And when we got off, I I drank a beer, uh, which is not my thing at all. Um, But I was so um, in my nerves that um, I was thinking, what have you done, Evelyn? Why did you do this? You know, what impact is this going to have on anybody? How How could this be good for anybody, you know? But that was the fear of rejection. That was my own fear of failure because I tried it and I did not succeed. I did not become not afraid of that ski lift anymore because I tried it. As a matter of fact, I was more afraid of heights whenever we got off it. My knees were shaking. My ankles were shaking. My hands were shaking. I was so worked up over that because it was like a 45 minute long ride and we stopped several times we were swinging back and forth it was just not cool it was beautiful and once we got to the top it was like I can't believe that we have made it up here it's gorgeous and it was man it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life we were in the clouds that's how high up we were and because of the rain that had cleared out it was just the perfect weather it wasn't too hot and the elevation I mean it was just amazing everything was set perfect for the environment that I needed to calm me down but on the way down I I refused to ride the ski lift we ended up getting a ride down on this jeep that takes people down Uh, and that was a blessing because I was like I don't know how I'm getting back on that thing I don't know what I'm gonna do Um, you know and and that is not the person that I was when I was younger when I was younger there was nothing I wouldn't try there was nothing that I wouldn't do um, I just kind of lived at the edge of my seat. I, I was living all over the United States. I, you know, walked my dog in the middle of the night. I, you know, just thought that everything was my oyster and gave everybody the time of day, the 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 chance, the, you know, and, and some people would even call it naive uh, to an extent. Um, I don't believe so. 
I, I, I just wasn't afraid of, you know, and it put me at risk for a lot of things I'm sure about. Um, but there was a lot there that didn't, that I ended up as an adult, you know, not wanting to do, uh, or getting as excited about wanting to do. Cause I remember the way that it made me feel, but just not getting as excited about it. And I want to go back and, and undo that, but that's a whole that's a whole thing. And I don't want to make this episode about that. But uh, I, I got carried away. It's 16 minutes in and we've got to do a quick commercial break. Please go get something to drink. Chill out. Sit back. Put your earbuds in. Turn your car radio on or whatever car radio. Hey. Um, <laughs> and let's let's go in it for the long haul. Let's talk today um, about intake mode and performance right after this break. Thank you so much for sticking with me through that. Today we're going to be talking about intake mode, which again, usually if you Google it, it's for car performance. It's a, a term used to determine the performance of a car. But I wanted to talk today a little bit more about mental agility, um, which is what we talked about a couple episodes ago. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more too about some inspirational speakers that I've been following, different things that they said, different messages that they try to get out there. We're going to talk a little bit about those too. I'm not going to have many exercises in this episode. Uh, so if you are listening to write down different exercises for the week, this one is not going to be one that covers that, I don't believe. Um, but... Uh, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. You know, we talked about mental uh, agility the other day and why it's important. And, you know, you can find yourself in all different environments, but the mental agility that you come is kind of like a tool in your backpack and it, and it leaves you um, with the knowledge to be able to develop the relationships that are going to teach you uh, different stepping stones that are going to get you to the goals that you need to get to. And I've talked about it often on this podcast that my goals are to be able to, um, you know, uh, there, there's several goals. There's a goal where, you know, I want to continue a life where I am able to, you know, provide for myself, you know, and, and make sure that I have everything that I need to be happy. Um, you know, not just happy, but living a, a, a life that I deserve, right? And then I want to be able to travel, but not just for the sake of traveling and seeing beautiful things and being able to take things in. I want to be able to help other people uh, and learn about different cultures and find out what they need, you know, and being able to do that kind of work. But the whole journey is a means to an end. It's, uh, you know, trying to find the um, experience that I need and, and the character building that I need to be able to eventually reach those goals. That would be the epitome for me. And I just hope that I'm fit enough to hike those mountains and that I am, you know, cognizant enough that I can share the education that I've built with others and that, you know, this podcast can have that effect on people to where they want to be their best self and they're motivated to try harder to reach the goals that they may have given up on before. Or, you know, maybe they didn't feel that they were up for a new challenge. But, you know, in listening and finding out that I am actually doing the same thing, you know, and that I'm able to, you know, persist through, uh, you know, all of the trials and tribulations that lie in front of me, that it may motivate somebody else to do so also. 
Um, you know, there are times and I was transparent about this in the last episode too. There are times where I'm walking that uphill battle and it just feels like it's not worth it. And I have to have a talk with myself and say, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep finding out more about where this is headed, you know, and why this is worth it because you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't worth it. Right. And, you know, don't give up, don't, you know, wallow, get back up, you know, and these are things that, you know, on a basis, I have to remind myself to do in order to be successful at some of the things I'm trying to accomplish. It's not always easy. Um, you know, I use my failures as growth opportunities. I use my construct my my criticism as constructive. I um I take it in. I I don't love it. Who does? Uh, but I also don't like to you know uh, learn by failure. Um. I, I enjoy the growth that comes from it, but I don't like to learn from it. I'd rather, you know, be proactive in that sense. And I don't know anybody who wouldn't either, you know, but in keeping the optimism going and the positive mindset and understanding that as a human, you're going to have these, you know, these growth opportunities that happen around you and that it's essential to your development to take them in and understand that there's so much bigger of a reason as to why it's happening to you. It's not just solely because you have failed, you know, you're, you're, you suck, right? It's actually something so much bigger. It's, it's the means to whatever goal you're trying to get to and whatever, polishing that you need this is the lesson that that's taking you to and and it's crazy how life works you know you don't you don't feel it going in that direction at the time but then when it's you know past and you're reflecting back and you're looking at it and you're wondering why you're understanding how that all comes together and it's a revelating experience but again if you get me going I get down this you know absolute wormhole and I start talking about all kinds of different things that are outside of our our subject matter so I'm going to reel myself in and uh, I'm going to talk first about a little bit of, uh, you know, some inspiring stuff that I found out. So, you know, you can see yourself beyond, you know, the barriers and parameters that society has set for you, which I totally agree with. You know, I think, and I've talked about it before on this podcast, that I think social media is actually great. A lot of people give it a bad rap. They say that people are on it too much, you know, and I think to a certain extent that they are you know, I don't believe in using social media to paint a picture of a life that you don't live. I, I think that that is um, not cool. Uh, but at the same time, I think that social media is an amazing educational tool. I think that um, if used for the right reasons, it is, you know, all of the things that people need to, you know, put a fire under them and keep them, you know, on their toes, keep them motivated and inspired. Whereas before it happened, we really didn't have anything that gave that to you, you know, or, you know, gave you some perspective. I see some things on social media when I'm having a terrible day that make me sit back and say, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Or, you know what, this is going to be all right. Or, man, that was so beautiful. It brought me to tears. I forgot that there's people like that out there, you know, and, I save them and I look at them all the time and, you know, I have quite the collection and when I'm just, when I'm having a crappy day, 
And I'm starting to feel like the whole world is coming down on me because, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? One thing goes wrong, everything seems to go wrong. Then I refer back to, you know, some social media and it makes me laugh and it makes me, you know, feel sentimental in my feelings. And sometimes it reminds me that underneath all of this, I, I can be a lion. I can, I can be, you know, hardcore. I can, you know get things done. I'm, I'm, I can be highly disciplined. I've got incredible willpower, you know, things that shine through that darkness. Oftentimes, I know it sounds crazy, comes from the relationship that I've developed through social media. Uh, and it does, it oftentimes gets a bad rep. Uh, stop thinking uh, conscious, uh, deliberately, you know, deliberations based on what you've always done. Think differently you know, live outside your imagination, not your history. And I agree with that too. I talk about that often too, is that, you know, it is so the norm to stay within the, you know, parameters of, you know, someone else's imagined thoughts. And, you know, it holds yourself back from being innovative and, you know, thinking outside the box, which I'm high, highly, uh, you know, advocate for. I, I think that, people that think outside the box are some of the most successful people that you ever meet in your life. Um, you know, I have watched so many different studies and so many different people talking about their goals and things like that. And, um, you know, even if it's just Ted talks or something and, um, you know, it's, it's the people who think differently that make you sit back and say, well, I'll be damned. You know, I, I, I never thought of it that way before. And I love that feeling, you know, um, or why didn't I think of that? You know, all this time goes by. Have you ever sat back whenever you were holding an invention and saying, I can't believe I didn't think of this. It's so simple. Someone's a millionaire, multimillionaire right now because they thought of a post-it note, you know, or a silly band bracelet, uh, you know, something so simple and you sit back and you're like, why didn't I think of that? You know, um, those are the moments. Those are the moments where those people that really worked hard to make a dream come true, you know, they took the risk of someone looking at them like they were crazy or, you know, thinking that they weren't capable enough and they did it anyway. And, you know, who's laughing all the way to the bank now, you know, uh, think differently, think outside the box. I love that, you know, expose yourself to environments that show different versions of yourself. And I loved that too. Um, you know, because in the spirit of mental agility, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, you're going to be in environments where you don't, you know, hundred percent fit in. And it's incredibly essential to find what you have in common with that environment and to mold with those commonalities. Uh, and the success that comes from that is, you know, amazing because you can learn so much from an environment that you're not familiar with, right? You go into an environment where you're talking about the same things and you're doing the same things all the time. You can only get so much out of that. I mean, you might walk out of it feeling a little bit more pompous about what you know because everybody else is gaining perspective off of your thoughts and ideas over commonality, you know, from the environment. If you go into an environment where you don't know anybody's you know, interests or anything like that. And you end up really taking those thorough interests in that, you know, 
in those aspects that you find parallel to your own personality, then you will find that you're going to be captivated by more, you know, interesting, intriguing conversations, that you're going to be learning about other people's cultures and what makes them think that the way that they do about certain things, you know, different passions are always interesting to hear about because it's usually something that you have never even thought about or entertained. And it's something that somebody's whole life has been dedicated to. Just fascinating. Um, someone's opinion of you is not your reality. Remember, once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. And, you know, that's that's also so true. You know, anybody who has any judgment or preconceived notion of you will completely either know whether they were right or wrong the moment that you open your mouth. And so it's important that you're always thinking about what you're going to be saying before you open your mouth and say something. I can't tell you how many episodes that I have on backlog because I, you know, am speaking, not even thinking and going over content. And then I listen to it later and I'm like, you know, maybe that made sense to me, but it won't make sense to other people. Or maybe I said that this way, but I probably should have said it this way. And I don't feel like editing out, you know, 15 minutes of the 30 minute spot. I will just redo the entire episode, you know, because you want to be cognizant of, you know, the realist in you, the realist in other people, how they see things, how they perceive things, you know, maybe one way that you understand something is not the way somebody else does. And being cognizant of that will save a lot of hard conversations, you know, also, because when you think that you're coming from one place and somebody else thinks you're coming from another, it's, you know, only a matter of time before, you know, a conversation ensues that may be heated. And, you know, if you're being cognizant of the words that are coming out of your mouth when they're coming out of your mouth, and we're human, so, you know, we're not always going to be 100% on that. Um, it really deflects a lot of the negativity that could, you know, transpire by just getting that clarification from the jump, you know. Uh, you, know you get a hunger in your, you know, self by finding what makes you unique and, and just examining what makes yourself unique. Most of us are born in, you know, special with special qualities, but instead of finding them, we often die as copies of a cultural expectation. Think about that. That was really, really neat. Um, you know, think about what makes you unique, find what makes you unique because most of us are born with special qualities, but instead of finding them, we often die as copies of a cultural expectation. That's the downfall from social media is that there are so many different versions of so many different things out there that, you know, society decides what's popular and everybody tries to fit their, you know, square selves into that round pole and, you know, not everybody fits and it makes you feel bad about yourself because you don't fit. And I'm guilty of that too. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I don't really use Facebook very often. At least I don't right now. And one of the main reasons why I don't is because it was starting to make me feel bad about my life. Were they decisions that I made in my life that I'm happy that I made today? Absolutely. I didn't get sad about the decisions that I made in my life or start reflecting on what I had not done in my life until I started scrolling through Facebook. But the harsh reality is, is that most of the people 
that I was looking at on Facebook that made me sad about the things I didn't do in my life are people that didn't do them either. They're just painting a picture of a life that they're living on Facebook that they're not really living. So I stopped getting on it. It just seemed like it was a waste of time to me, right? If it's not really for a purpose, then I was like, eh, all right, I don't really need it. Occasionally I'll get on it just so that I can keep in touch with family because I live far away from all my family. But for the most part, I I don't get on it very often. And, you know, usually when I give people those reasonings, I'm very transparent about, you know, in my regular life, in my real life, I don't feel bad about not doing any of those things, right, that people have normally done by the time they're my age. Uh, But when I get on Facebook and stuff, I start, you know, feeling like I went against the grain as a person, you know, and that I lived life so differently than everybody else. But that's not how it is. You know, I went, I think that, that Facebook is kind of like being a, a small fish in a small pond when reality is that we're, we are small fish in a very huge pond and we can do anything we want. It doesn't have to be underneath that cultural expectation. So I thought that was really interesting. Have an unstoppable attitude. Have a vision of what you're trying to achieve in spite of your setbacks. Most of us fail our way to success. If you can look up, you can get up. And that's so true. The goal is to live a life that will outlive you. Contribute to humankind. And I'm huge on contributing to charity. I love it. I um, I don't do it. Excuse me. I don't do it to feel as though, uh, you know, somebody else is being taken care of as a result of something that I've done. I do it because I want to contribute to humankind. I want other people to know that are close to me, that they have a fallback in me uh, and the person that I am. And I also want people that I have in my circles to know that that support is there from me uh, in certain circumstances, of course. And then the people that I don't know that I donate to and that I do services for and things like that uh, for charity is to contribute to humankind. I, um, you know, don't do it to post it all over social media. I don't do it for the attention. I don't do it for the write-ups. And usually I will, um, I will claim uh, any expenses that I've made on my taxes uh, so that I can get a portion of funds back. But it is because of the expenses that I used that were to be used for something else that at the last minute, you know, a fundraiser needed this or, or something needed that, uh, that I exchanged out and I usually replace it at tax time. So like I find such amazing rushes that come from doing the, that kind of work. And it is only, you know, once in a while because my life is such chaos, unfortunately, for that. But when I do them, I feel like I'm, I'm part of something so much greater. I've talked about it on this podcast before. I uh, grew up doing fundraising and, and doing, you know, church fish fries and working the church picnic and doing things like that. And so whenever I'm, you know, donating my time to work, you know, on the day before Thanksgiving or, you know, if I'm passing out blankets or, you know, if I'm contributing, you know, during uh, a natural disaster or something like that as far as passing out water or cooking or something like that, you know, it, it all goes into these 
wonderful memories that I have of, of, you know, being able to help others. And I want to keep that going all the time. That's actually part of the big end end game here. Uh, So definitely, you know, contribute to humankind. What can you do to touch and impact somebody's life today? That's something that one of the inspirational speakers said that they wake up every day and they ask themselves, what can I do to change somebody's life today? And, uh, you know, I follow that every day since I read it is when I wake up after I'm done meditating before I start work, I ask myself, is there anything that I can do to change someone's life today for the better? And, you know, I, I, examine all of the possibilities in order to do so even if it's as simple as telling somebody that I love you know the shirt that they're wearing or that you know something that they turned into me was absolutely amazing and these are the reasons why or you know being able to develop something that will develop them you know I can develop a program that develops their character you know or something like that where I can plant the seeds to you know have this beautiful you know end result uh and then garden to ensue after you know uh you see you know six thousand marketing hits per day which affects the thirst within you to be you know the carbon copy that steps outside of your own dreams you know think about life everything that we have you know occurs today and would have been considered magic years ago and that's so true you know um think about what's laying out there spiritually we haven't tapped into that yet and you know what was cool about this and what they're saying because it's hard reading reading this to you when I was actually watching it for this one is you know we have cell phones that have computers in them we have you know televisions that are flat screened that you can pick up with one hand and go into another room you know you can take the tv with you to the other room um, you know, we don't use VCRs anymore. We don't listen to eight tracks anymore. Uh, just that alone, if you'd have told people, you know, 30 years ago that this was the life that we would be living, they would think that you were crazy and that it was magic, right? And that was absolutely uh, amazing. And, you know, that really puts into perspective, where do you think we'll be in 30 more years or 50 more years or 100 more years if we've come this far in the last 20 years? you know, 20, 30 years. I mean, it's just fascinating because in this particular inspirational episode that I was watching on YouTube, they were talking about like in the 1700s, they would think that nothing that we have today would be possible. Uh, And the fact that we've evoluted the whole time to become what we are today and have the tools that we have access to is so mind-blowing because it seems like it's magic but it's not it's achievable and that was the whole message behind the inspirational video was that it's achievable and you know if you ever have a question of if it is take a look around you because everything we're surrounded by was someone's innovation. That was someone's idea. That was someone's think outside the box moment. That was someone's thousandth try, you know, and and that's fascinating. There are a lot of gambles and chances that you take. You learn from the reactions. Sometimes you go after a goal You take the feedback, you get better, and you see goals through a million different lenses before trying something new. Dopamine fixes. Think about what floods your routines. The success you desire takes place within your heart. 
think of not a to-do list, but an opportunity, you know, to lessen your stress, you know, stop saying yes to everything that you will get tired, right? Think about focus fitness and, you know, try to eliminate your distractions. I love that too. Um, and I've talked about this also in my podcast and, and different episodes. It's just, if you're able to multitask, that's amazing. And, you know, I don't think, I think multitasking gets a bad rap. I'm, I'm pro multitask. But the thing is, is being able to accomplish each one of the things that you're accomplishing from start to finish. Don't do a million things half-assed. And I've talked about that a million times, so I won't uh, digress on that too far. Um, try not to pick up your phone, you know, in the first hour of the day. Oftentimes I, you know, I will send an email, a text, uh, and even something as simple as a bad post will train your brain to carry that negativity the entire day. So I don't go the full hour often, but when I wake up in the morning, uh, I come in and I do meditation and that meditation clears my plate and gets me, you know, mentally strong enough to handle anything that the day is going to be throwing at me for the most part. Uh, and, you know, I don't bring my phone in when I'm meditating uh, unless there's a meditation that I want to listen to on my earbuds or whatever, then I'll do that. But usually I come into the spiritual room and I set up, you know, the speaker base, whatever, and I do a really uh, you know, clean, uh, clear, precise, and focused in meditation. And then at the end, I do different exercises to get myself pumped up, to give myself the confidence to move forward. Maybe I'll watch a motivational video on YouTube. Uh, and then, you know, I make sure that I've got everything that I need, you know, for a productive day. Like I'll grab my coffee after my meditation, I'll grab my coffee. I'll have all of my notes organized. I have, you know, different things that make me happy. I'll have my playlist set to my favorite music. Maybe I'll be in a certain mood to listen to a section of my playlist more than the others. I make sure the night before that everything's laid out for me to wear, um, you know, and then that recipe of things all coming together, you know, I, I make sure that my portion food is out for my three meals uh, and my snacks on the in-between for my meal plan. Uh, and those things all put together are things that I find, you know, are incredibly successful. I'm running out of time here and I still didn't even get into additional mental agility things. Um, you know, just uh, back on reading more is, is something that has been mentioned. Meditating a lot is is mentioned too, and a lot of the exercises that I go over. Um, think of things professionally, and three things professionally, and three things you know that you would like to accomplish every day. Don't move forward until you accomplish those things. And I love that too, and I've tried that too. Um, it wasn't the first time that I'd heard it. Uh, someone had actually sent it to me. And it was three things professionally and three things, um, it was just three things professionally that you would like to accomplish every day. And so before I start work, I say, you know, these are the things that I'd like to accomplish today. And I use it, you know, for both professionally and personally, because I've got a lot that goes on in the personal life too. Um, and I love it and feel such a feeling of completion when I'm able to get it done. Uh, be aware of digital dementia. Uh, you know, when was the last time you mes 
memorized a phone number. And I thought that was really cool, too, because, you know, as your phone acts as, you know, everything that you need in life, you start to not make yourself learn how to do other things that are really important to brain function. Uh, And I thought this was genius. And since then, I have started really doing things longhand just to make sure that I'm staying as sharp as possible. Using the calculator for basic stuff, you know, that is something that we depend on. And then you forget to do the basic stuff. Um, Or not forget, but you're rusty, you know, and, and it seems so much more of a hassle. Uh, memorizing people's phone numbers. You know, I um, used to know everybody's phone number in the world, but since I don't have to anymore, I don't. And I'm guilty of that too. Um, Just, you know, we have, you know, the Alexa. We, We forget people's names. You know, we go to the store and there's tons of things that you don't, um, you don't, resonate with anymore, you know, because you're not keeping up with them. You know, priority management, you know, people always say, I don't have time to work out or portion food or take another class or practice within their craft. You know, you always have to be thinking about priority management. It's really important. Don't let anything compromise your goals. Understand that losing is an encryption of the lessons needed for that next chance. You can't miss, you you can't work less. You can't work unless you understand why you lost in the first place. Face it. It's hard, but you can do it. Sometimes you have to start again at the base of the mountain and climb again. The process in life is the process of preparing and craft is the actual performance and tactic. Breaking down your goals to the very smallest detail. Ask all the questions that you can in your life. Anytime you can ask a question, it's going to teach you the method of how you'll get to your next step. And that's going to help with your mental agility as well, which is the flexibility that we discussed. Don't fall on anything but faith. Fall forward. Reggie Jackson struck out more times than anybody in baseball. This is Denzel Washington. He did a um, graduation speech on this. You don't hear about that. People remember all the home runs and that is essential and, you know, to take in and remember when you're trying to work so hard to be something or to do something or to learn something new. I'm going to cut myself off there because I know that you guys don't have that much time and Saturday's episode was 48 minutes. So I, uh, I don't know how long this is going to be with a break and everything, but until next time, thank you so much for joining me. Remember, there's a new episode every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. And join me for the uh, book series that we've got going if you have a little extra time. If not, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some some stuff out of this. If you have any comments for me or you want to become my friend on my Life Over Matter podcast page on Instagram, Anchor has a voicemail system. You can leave me a voicemail or you can reach out to me through my email, which is evelynkish at yahoo.com. Until then, have a wonderful morning, a great afternoon, and a good night.